Appreciate it, AJ. Um, thanks for the opportunity for sure. Uh, this is, you know, something I'm pretty passionate about. It's allowed uh, our business down here to grow um, pretty quickly over the last three years. And um, this kind of titled this like the younger generation or the next generation of agents and their buyers um, have really made up a big part of our, our business model. And so um, any opportunity I have to share that um, with other inspectors who are either new to the industry um, or been in the industry a while and, and just want uh, some new ideas uh, is always a great opportunity. So um, appreciate the time. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, introduce myself and then I want to kind of get into a few topics along the way. So uh, we'll talk about uh, what those mean and um, how we can apply it to uh, our industry, um, to our own businesses. Um, and I'll kind of preface all of this by saying this is uh, a business mindset. It is not the business mindset. Um, we are, uh, you're, you're probably here and you probably have a good business model already. Um, and so I hope this can either encourage you in what you're doing, uh, maybe uh, open your eyes to a potential uh, new group of clients, uh, whether that's agents or end buyers themselves. Um, so I hope you get something out of it. Uh, again, this is just what has uh, done well for us in our business. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the right move for you. Um, but if it is, uh, I hope it's helpful. So um, a little bit about myself. Um, like AJ said, my name is Ryan Wall, I'm the owner of Hello Home Inspections, which is our residential branch here in Tampa, Florida. Um, I also own Clearview Commercial Consultants, um, which is our dedicated uh, commercial division. So uh, we found that a lot of our commercial clients want that uh, dedicated commercial only type business. Um, and so we launched that kind of alongside our residential to, to uh, take care of and serve those clients really well. Um, in addition to being a Florida State um, licensed inspector, I'm also a Florida State licensed mold assessor. Uh, we found that there's just obviously so much opportunity for mold investigation, microbial growth, all that kind of stuff being down here in um, kind of mid-central Florida. Um, we do a lot of work getting into South Florida as well. Um, we wanted to be not only really well educated, uh, but obviously credentialed and licensed to uh, to be able to help our clients doing that as well. So um, come from a background in mold remediation, construction, um, all that kind of thing. So even though we've only been doing inspections down here for just a little over three years, uh, my background is in this line of work and uh, really enjoy doing this kind of thing, really enjoy helping uh, home buyers along the way. So it's a little bit about me. Uh, what we're going to cover uh, over the next 45 minutes to an hour or so, or just uh, depending on how long it takes, um, are a few things. We want to first start off by understanding how the real estate landscape is changing. Obviously, there's a lot going on in, in the real estate market right now, and we want to kind of touch on it and kind of what it means to this next generation of agents and buyers. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, building those strong relationships with the agents. Um, and what that means. So this next generation of agents uh, have different uh, demands, different uh, requirements, different preferences uh, than uh, the aging agent generation um, that came before them. So we want to know what those things are and how to uh, how to succeed alongside them. Uh, we want to know what the needs of the millennial home buyers are. And so we'll talk a little bit about like millennial versus Gen Z and what those generations look like. But um, we want to know how to meet the needs of those home buyers um, and really address that, understand it so that we can serve them well. Um, we'll touch on marketing and branding um, for home inspectors. That is a whole other topic of conversation and one that I'm sure there are others much more equipped to handle than myself. Um, but we really want to touch on just uh, briefly from a, um, a perspective of how do we brand in order to target that younger, that next generation. Um, and then at the end, we're going to touch a little bit on the value of continuing education for the next generation of agents and buyers, what that means, what we can do um, to kind of fill that, that, that gap in, the, uh, in that generation. Cool. So um, we want to kind of understand uh, the current real estate market that we're in. And I'm going to talk about, again, my experience down here in Tampa, what it what it means to us, what uh, kind of our real estate land uh, real estate landscape looks like. Um, so some of this may be different uh, drastically, actually pretty close, uh, depending on where you are. But um, just important to kind of understand that. And so um, just a couple facts here, and this is uh, taken from uh, mainly NAR, um, their website. So uh, take this with whatever grain of salt you desire. Uh, but just some uh, stats I found kind of cool. 
Um, first one's a 62% of all realtors are female, which is a really interesting statistic um, and shouldn't be ignored in our marketing and how we present ourselves as home inspectors. Um, the median age of all realtors is 60. Um, so we need to understand that uh, where the majority lies, uh, meaning the next generation um, is probably going to be a younger generation coming in. And we can already kind of see that. Um, 71.5% of Gen Zers plan to buy their first home in the next one to six years. This may be optimistic, uh, given what we're seeing in the market. Obviously, these statistics came out uh, a little while before um, all the craziness that we're kind of seeing and experiencing right now. But um, if you don't plan for the future, um, you're planning to fail. So we want to understand kind of the mindset of this next generation of home buyer. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, 37, a little over 37% plan on buying in the next one to three years. So we want to really, you know, depending on how long uh, you plan to be in this profession, you need to understand that your clients one, three, five years from now are actually just as, if not, um, I don't want to say more important than your current clients, but you need to plan for the future and understand what you're going to be getting yourself into. So building a brand that doesn't acknowledge these stats and understanding what that means going forward, um, I believe is doing us as an industry a disservice. Um, but obviously you personally as well in your business, you know, this is something you want to consider. So again, kind of stating the obvious, the current real estate market is obviously more favorable to folks coming in with cash in their pocket. Um, current interest rates are high right now. Um, meaning uh, the inventory is, is more limited. So people coming in with more cash um, are going to have that, that advantage over, like say the first time home buyer um, who's just kind of scraping together everything they have. Obviously, and then going into 2024, we've kind of seen some predictions come out recently that interest rates are gonna continue to drop at least a little bit over the next year. Um, we need to understand what that means, right? And so um, that means that demand is uh, is going to increase as more people flood the market again. Um, and cash is always going to be more attractive than other loan types. So we need to understand that the people who have the cash are always going to be our, uh, our primary clientele. Um, and a lot of times that is not the next generation of agents and their buyers. Um, that is going to be uh, kind of like that, I don't want to say older generation, but um, kind of like that, you know, 50s and up. Um, and so we need to understand that that is a big part of our business and we shouldn't throw that out the window in the process of kind of planning for the future. Um, but that is kind of the reality. Um, first time home buyers are kind of always at a disadvantage, uh, to be honest. And I, when I say first time home buyers, I kind of like group that in with this younger generation. It's not always true. Um, but for the most part, when we work with first time home buyers, they tend to be younger. Um, and so that's what kind of a lot of what we're going to talk about here over the next little while is going to be aimed at. So if they're at a disadvantage, we need to understand how to partner with them well in order to put them at an advantage so that uh, it benefits us uh, in the long run. Obviously, we book more inspections, um, uh, gain a good reputation in our community, things like that. Um, so, but again, we just need to understand that the bulk of our business is likely not from this next generation. So if there's anything that we talk about tonight and you're like, this really just doesn't apply to my current book of business, that is totally okay. And honestly, it doesn't apply to a massive part of our book of business as well. Uh, but it's a significant uh, piece of demographic, uh, that we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we completely ignored. Um, so that's why I'm passionate about talking about it. Cool. So who are we talking about? Who are these uh, next generation of, uh, of home buyers uh, versus kind of the current generation of home buyers? So uh, depending where you kind of get your sources, uh, these generational names will probably change a little bit. Um, but these are kind of like a generality. We're looking at baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, Generation Z, um, and then Generation Alpha. Um, I kind of just took those five and we're going to focus on them uh, for this, uh, for this presentation. So, um, that I kind of have it in orange that generation X, this is probably a good chunk of our current business. These are the people who are actively buying homes, who have the money to buy homes, um, who sometimes are buying the homes for this next generation of home buyers, or at least helping, you know, fund, co-fund some of these deals. So you probably see a lot of business in that area. Um, but what I kind of want to focus on where we found a lot of success is understanding the millennials and the Gen Z. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it, it's hard to say, um, you know, it's hard to make generalities about kind of, you know, the age and age demographic of home inspectors. 
Um, but from what I see and interact with, a majority of the home inspectors in our area are older, um, whether that's approaching retirement um, or just, you know, been doing this for 10, 15 years and, and maybe have five, 10 left. Um, it is difficult to relate to a different generation from what you're in. I'm only 30. Um, so I, I find it, you know, some days I think, oh, yeah, I, I relate to Generation X more than the millennials. Um, and then I really quickly remember um, that I'm actually part of the millennial group, um, that a lot of our, my employees are part of the millennial group. Um, I even actually have an employee in Generation uh, Z, which is crazy or Z. Sorry, I'm Canadian. Um, and so uh, you just kind of understand who you're working with um, in order to really market to them well, to really serve them well. Um, and sometimes that means stepping out of your comfort zone. So um, that's kind of what we're going to we're going to go over here today. That's who we're talking about. We're going to target these millennials um, and this Gen Z audience. So that 25 to 35 uh, age range is really where we're at. Cool. So you can't talk about uh, marketing to partnering with um, these generations without uh, understanding and accepting technology, social media, all of that kind of stuff. And so here's some interesting statistics uh, on the impact of technology and preferences for this next generation. Um, it says 68.6 million Gen Zs living in the United States. That's how many there are. That's uh, pretty significant. 64% um, of those Gen Zs use Instagram at least once a day. It is scary when I look at my phone. If, if you have um, an iPhone and you have screen time turned on, uh, some days it is scary to see how much time we spend on certain applications. Uh, aside from, you know, our our inspection software, which obviously dominates a good part of our day, um, my next ones are always Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, uh, and then like Spotify and things like that. So we are living in this social world. Um, we use it. Uh, and so you have to understand that this next generation of of agents and buyers are going to be in their phone. Um, and it is what it is. And we need to, we need to understand how to market to that. Um, 50 or 57% of realtors use social media daily. Um, so again, think back to that other statistic about um, the median age of agents being, uh, or at least realtors um, being 60 years old, um, even including that higher age range, 50% of agents are still using social media daily, which is crazy that, uh, you know, it's a platform we do not want to miss. Um, another stat, 63% of agents use social media to promote their listings. Um, this is a really cool opportunity that we've uh, been able to take advantage of. We're going to talk about that a little bit in a minute. Um, and then 59% of realtors agree that social media is very or somewhat important, uh, according to the statistics. So um, why wouldn't we be in, in the places where our clients and our customers deem very or somewhat important? It just seems like an awesome opportunity uh, we wouldn't want to miss out on. Um, and then there was a study done uh, a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, by the Morning Consultant found that 54% of Gen Zers said that they spend at least four hours a day on social media. That sounds crazy. Um, but again, if you're on social media for your business personally, um, look at that screen time statistic on your phone sometime. And um, it's pretty staggering how many hours you spend, five minutes here or there, um, you know, waiting for a client out in front of a, a home inspection, uh, scrolling on your phone for 10 minutes, it adds up really, really quickly. So you have to understand that uh, we need to be where our clients are. So what does this mean for us? How do we um, adapt to this? We don't want to react as in anything. We don't want to react. We want to be able to adapt. So um, kind of broke this down into three things that have worked well for us. We need to meet our clients where we're at. And um, I'm going to pause here to talk a little bit about kind of how we view our or at least how we in our company view our clients. Obviously, our clients will always be the person who signs the agreement, who pays for the inspection, which is usually going to be the home buyer. Um, nine times out of 10, unless we're working with you know an investor or, or something kind of outside the norm, um, that's going to be our client. And we need to understand that. I don't want to pretend that you know the agent is our client, the buyer is just a byproduct of that. Um, the, the client, the home buyer is our client. Um, and we need to understand where they are in the process. So um, where this younger generation of agents and their realtors are is that the clients are putting a lot of trust in their um, in their agent. 
they are naturally a much less, uh, say, like go out on their own and, and find information. However, they will uh, they will look up information and they will verify. So we need to understand that although we're probably going to get a lot more inspections kind of handed to us via their agent, um, we need to be able to back up our reputation because we are going to get creeped on, I guess you could say, on Google, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, they're going to want to know who they're working with. And we need to be able to appeal to that uh, that generation and, and those types of people. So um, meeting your clients where they are at is extremely important. And we'll talk a little bit about what exactly that means um, here shortly. Understanding the why in your client. Um, so again, why would your client choose you over the next person? Uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, again about what this generation of home buyers and agents look for in home inspectors. And again, this is our experience, what we found, the, the answers to the questions when we've asked them, um, and just what's allowed us to be successful in this space. Um, and then being what they need you to be. And I don't want this to sound like we're going to break SOP, um, you know, just react to the whims of a, of a home or a, a home buyer who, uh, you know, expects this or that. We still need to be the professional inspectors that we are to be properly credentialed, properly licensed, properly trained, um, follow our, you know, SOPs um, and, and do a really good job at what we do. Um, but we need to be to our clients what they need us to be. And sometimes that is going to be a in and out. Here are the facts. Sometimes it's going to be a, hey, I need to kind of hold your hand and walk you through what these things on the report are. Uh, and sometimes that's hard for us to do. I find personally, um, I, I love to book the inspection, love to do the inspection, um, and then love to hand off the report. Uh, and sometimes I view, uh, naturally, I view those questions that come back afterwards as, hey, come on, we're done. You know, we've gone through the process. Why are you asking these questions? Like ask somebody else. Um, and a lot of times I almost get defensive when I when I get these questions from the, this younger generation of agents and buyers. Uh, and I've had to learn that this is not, it, it, nine times out of 10, they are not coming back and asking you these questions because you did a poor job explaining or because uh, your inspection wasn't the greatest or you didn't present your findings well. It's purely because this is their first time doing this. Sometimes it's the agent's first time doing this as well. Uh, and they just need a little handholding and that's perfectly okay because if you're that handholder for them the first time, they are gonna come back to you time after time. Um, so when you get those questions that seem silly, it's like, come on, did, did your dad never teach you this? Did, uh, did you not learn this somewhere along the way? The reality is, is they probably didn't. Um, and that is perfectly okay. We're the experts in those situations and, and we can educate on that. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, I, I just find for myself, and I know if I feel this way, there's probably other inspectors who feel this way as well. Um, just, you know, really let go of your pride there and, uh, and kind of handhold where you need to. Cool. So how do we practically do this? How do we build these relationships with, I, I say young, could be young, new, this, this younger generation of real estate agents. Um, and again, I, I go back to cautioning that, you know, agents, although necessarily are not our clients, they're the not, not the ones signing the agreements. They're not the one making payment for these inspections. Um, a lot of times they are our primary lead source and we can't forget that. Forgetting that, um, it, again, in my opinion, uh, it is a little bit silly. And so we need to understand that if that's where you get the bulk of your uh, inspection leads, it's, it's where we get the majority of ours. I think something north of 93% of all business that we get come directly through agent referrals. Um, if you, if that is where you are too, you need to understand how to build these relationships and not just build them for a one-time uh, transaction, but build them for a lifetime. There are, uh, we, we recently just had our year end agent event. Um, and uh, we invited, you know, all the agents who we've worked with over the last year. Um, and it was so cool just to hear stories of, hey, we only did one or two inspections with you. But, you know, actually, those are the only two inspections you did all year. And you came back to us both times because we provided just a really good experience. Uh, we met you where you were at as an agent. Um, and, uh, you know, we just really provided what you needed in that moment. Um, and that kind of stood out among, among other inspectors. So we need to understand how to build these relationships um, and what that means for this younger uh, generation. So a couple of things here that have worked well for us. Um, again, I hope this is an encouragement to uh, to anyone listening. Um, this is if this is something that you don't currently do and you've always kind of you know been on the fence about, I strongly 
encourage you to kind of pursue these things, look into them. They're, um, again, it's, it's what's allowed us to build our business over the last three years. Uh, and we would not be where we are at without them. So the first one is obviously an online presence. Um, and, you know, given the fact that everybody here is, uh, you know, up at, I mean, it's seven o'clock Eastern here, um, but spending your evening on a webinar uh, tells me that you're probably, you know, at least fairly uh, online savvy. Um, and, and it's something that you value. And so just kind of put yourselves in the shoes of uh, a millennial or a Gen Z agent uh, who is looking to build a, a relationship with a home inspector. It, it is, you know, they've, they probably have a good relationship with a lender. They probably have a good relationship with a title company. Um, and those relationships aren't whimsical either. They're, they're built on, um, you know, relationships and interactions and things like that. And I truly believe the relationship with a home inspector should be um, should be the same. And, and one of the ways we do that most effectively is, is being online. Um, and so what does it mean to be online? Having a website doesn't mean that you are online. Having a Facebook page doesn't mean that you're online. Same with an Instagram, same with a Google My Business. Having those things independently and just having them exist do absolutely nothing for your business. And um, I'll be the first to say, I, uh, I I love creeping on other local home inspectors. Um, we do it uh, quarterly for like strategic business pricing. Um, we will go and, and, and see what people are charging to make sure that we are, you know, we're not way too high, way too low um, to kind of keep that, that uh, pricing strong and um, that kind of thing. But I will, I will Google home inspectors all the time. In fact, there was uh, today when I was on the way into the office, um, I passed two home inspectors uh, driving other cars. One of them is a bigger kind of national brand. Um, so recognized it right away, right? Uh, did a quick Google because I knew we were going to talk about this tonight. Did a quick Google search on them. Um, you know, over a thousand Google reviews. Website is, you know, is, is pristine. It is well curated. Great SEO. Um, their Instagram, you know, he, he neither here nor there, but at least active. Um, same with Facebook. Like all these things are active. It shows that they are investing in their uh, their online presence. And as a young agent, um, even as a young home buyer, um, if I were to hire somebody, I would want to see something like that. So, um, you know, that was one example. Uh, another inspector that I, I passed uh, earlier today, and it was just like trucks passing on the freeway type thing. Um, I remember the name. And when I got here to the office, I just pulled them up. Um, and uh, Google reviews, 35, which is, you know, great five-star Google reviews, um, you know, re really good content within there, uh, looked really good on like the Google page. Um, unfortunately, no link to their website right on the Google listing. So right away, I was like, you know, that, that's a that's an opportunity lost right there. However, you know, thankfully, right below the listing was a link to their website. Uh, so I was able to hop on it. Um, and I'll say again, in my opinion, very, very lackluster, um, just like one page, really no call to action. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, what those things should look like um, closer to the end. Uh, but really nothing there that as a, as an agent or as a consumer would draw me in in any way. Uh, I felt like it was just kind of created on the couch one evening three years ago and never touched again. Um, in addition to that, no, no real social media uh, presence at all. So something to think about um, as you will be compared uh, to other local inspectors by an agent, even if you got referred to them by a friend. Um, their reputation is on the line. They are active on social online. They want to be able to say, hey, my business partners are also active online. Um, I want to share their stuff. They're going to share my stuff. And, and this is a mutual uh, benefit. So to be aware of that. See what other inspectors are doing in your area and do better. Um, quick turnaround. So this is something, again, we poll our agents uh, as much as possible. Um, I, I ask either Instagram questions or I'll send out formal polls um, at least a couple times a month. Um, and, and I kind of do it strategically, space them out, kind of break them into little little questions, little snippets uh, and ask like, hey, how, how can we do better? What ways, you know, could you see improvement? What are other what are other companies doing that you work with that, you know, you really wish we would do things like that? Um, and one of the things that always comes up is turnaround time on reports. It is great if you can do an inspection in a two, three, sometimes even four day inspection window. Um, but if they're waiting 24 hours, I've seen 48 hours to get inspection reports back. 
Um, that is something that this young or, or this next generation of, of younger agents, uh, that's going to be a one-time deal for them. They're going to uh, be discouraged with that. They are, uh, their reputation is on the line. They want to move fast. Um, that's just not something that, that is becoming acceptable. So um, again, this has been our experience. I know that this industry was, you know, was built on uh, longer runways on reports and things like that, but obviously modern modern software has changed that quite a bit and allowed us to do same day reports, uh, things of that nature. I'll always say uh, we push our inspectors uh, here at Hello Home to do uh, to get the reports out usually within two hours of the inspection. It seems a little aggressive, and a lot of the time um, it may be a little aggressive. Uh, but the reality is, if you have a really well set up template. Um, set expectations well, uh, do any any preliminary research before you even get to the property that allows you to start filling out your template ahead of time um, with, with information. You can gather you know, great information just from the listing alone, but then obviously verified with permits and, and things of that nature. Um, anything you can do to speed up the time from the end of the inspection to when you deliver that report uh, will do wonders with, uh, with this next generation of agents. Um, this is a you know, a generation where at 10 o'clock at night, if I want a burrito, I pull up my phone and I order a burrito. And in 25 minutes, it's at my door. It's a generation where um, if I'm at an inspection and I see my, uh, my, my flashlight batteries getting low and I know I don't have any more at the office, I pull up Amazon and I know that in, you know, sometimes as, as soon as like six to eight hours, I can have a new case of batteries at my front door. Um, this is the world that this next generation of agents and buyers live in. It's an in-demand, like at your fingertips type of generation. Um, and they will expect that from this industry as well. So it should never be at the uh, at the sacrifice of a quality report or a good inspection. But any opportunity you have to kind of narrow that gap between inspection time, and report delivery, it's going to set you apart with this uh, with this next generation of agents. Um, educational support. So this is something that uh, we have found to be very, very important in our business model is not just dumping, you know, a bunch of facts on an agent, uh, especially a new agent uh, when it comes to, you know, inspection findings, inspection requirements. For those of you in Florida, and I'm sure there's there's other areas of the country like this as well, there are a ton of very unique um, inspection requirements, different types of inspections based on loan type, um, when you get into, uh, we just booked a couple this afternoon, you get into manufactured homes in Florida on FHA and VA loans, uh, you just you just kind of dread explaining to the agent, the client, all of the required inspections. You're talking, you know, tie down engineering reports, uh, well water testing, uh, four points, obviously general full home inspections. You can get into like well stress testing, all that kind of stuff. And so there's so much involved there. Um, and, and it seems like second nature to us so much of the time. Um, this next generation of agents, I, I can promise you that you will go into these transactions um, and surprise them, um, confuse them, uh, and, and just like sometimes it's just a bad experience if you're not prepared to kind of educate and walk through. So don't be afraid to to really kind of bolster your explanations ahead of time. I know for those uh, those inspection types that require that more of that explanation, um, I've, I've kind of curated that pretty well to the point where when I have an agent call with an inspection request or even a buyer call with an inspection request, and the second they say, hey, it's an FHA loan, it's a manufactured home, um, or hey, it's a condo, um, there's a couple things right off the bat. It's like, hey, uh, you may be aware of this, but if not, I just want to prepare you so that you are really educated to go back to your buyer with this information as well. Uh, agents absolutely love that. This younger generation of agents as they're learning, they want to know this stuff. And so really take the time, uh, even, even before you get to the point of having to book an inspection, educate your agents. Uh, it's going to do a couple really neat things for you. One, it's going to cause those agents to trust you more as an inspector because you are looked at as the expert who taught them something. And two, it's going to allow them to set expectations with their clients in a way so that when you finally get to the conversation with the client, you're not dropping all of these bombs on them about like, hey, you need this and you need that, and it's going to cost you this amount of money. Their agent would have already kind of prepped them. Hey, be, you know, hey, be on the lookout for these inspections. Your inspector is going to talk to you about. They are required. You know, we're on the same page with that. Um, so, educating your agents, 
has done wonders for us. And, um, you know, you can do that casually, um, just, you know, as, as you make relationships. Something else to consider, uh, depending on requirements in your state, you may be able to sign up for uh, continuing education classes um, that you can offer agents. We do that here in Florida, where we're able to offer continuing education credits. Um, and we'll sit down with uh, with a couple agents at a time. We'll go to their offices a lot of the time. Uh, we'll host it here at ours. Uh, and we'll just do a, an informational session that takes you know 45 minutes, maybe an hour, on something where we're seeing like, hey, agents are really undereducated on these things. Um, and we want them to know so that they can prepare their buyers for uh, for what we're eventually going to have to, to do to serve their buyers. So um, look into those options. Um, they're usually you know pretty affordable to get registered to do that kind of thing. Gives you a lot of credibility um, and really prepares uh, your agents, allows for an easier, easier overall transaction. Um, and then uh, transparent communication. So communication is a big one and we could spend a lot of time uh, on communication. Um, but the idea here is clear and open communication is crucial. Um, to working with this next generation of agents and buyers. I know when I first started, it, it was just me, just me and my cell phone. So uh, getting a text from an agent, you know, at eight o'clock at night wasn't anything new. Um, we were booking inspections kind of at the weirdest hours on the weirdest days. Um, and that was just normal. And then as we grew, I tried, uh, and this is a lesson I learned, I, I tried and failed um, to get a little more corporate than I than I should have. Um, and so when we brought in administrative staff, which has been the best decision I ever made, um, but along the way kind of failed at a few things when we, when we kind of brought in that staff and it wasn't always me answering the phone, um, we had really hard, you know, start times and end times. It was nine to five. The phone would be answered. If you called or text after that, you're not getting a reply until the next morning. Um, and these are decisions you have to make based on, you know, your work-life balance and, and kind of like how you want to present yourself as a business. But we found that that drove away uh, this generation of agents that we were going after um, is that when they're writing contracts at 10 o'clock at night um, or, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, they want to be on the phone with you or texting you asking, hey, what's your availability? Because I'm about to put in a three day inspection period uh, instead of a seven day. And I need to make sure that if I send this contract in tonight and it gets accepted, we can come through on that. Um, so having that clear line of communication Absolutely crucial. So however you want to do that, whether that's just making yourself available uh, in those after hours, that's kind of what that's kind of what we do is that at five o'clock um, when our office kind of shuts down for the day, five, six o'clock, um, calls come to me and, and we have a way of forwarding phones and things. So calls come to me. Uh, we try to get texts over to me as quickly as possible. Um, and, and it was funny because as I was kind of like, you know, preparing and, and, and prepping for this, like less than two hours ago, um, I was actually on this slide. Uh, kind of just reading through it, making sure I knew what I was going to say. Um, and lo and behold, we get a we get a text or I get a text from an agent um, saying, hey, I have like a two day inspection period. Can you be here Wednesday at three o'clock? And this was at like six, six thirty um, in the evening. Um, and it was funny because the first line of her text said, uh, hey, I know it's after hours, um, but is there any way you can give me availability? Um, and I've learned the reply to, hey, I know it's after hours or, hey, I'm sorry it's so late is, we are right there with you. There is no after hours in real estate, and we would absolutely love to be there and, and serve you and your client on Wednesday at three o'clock. Um, and so we booked that inspection all via text within like a 10 minute time period. She's happy. Um, you know, buyers are happy. We're good to go. So be available. Um, meet your, your agents where they're at. And a lot of times that is text communication uh, and, and things of that nature. Don't be afraid of, of even being available via social platforms. The amount of inspections that we book over Instagram direct messages is astounding. Um, there's sometimes where I'll be like, I was just talking to an agent. I need to go back and find the information. And I'm scrolling through a text and I realize, oh, that entire conversation happened over Instagram. Um, and so, you know, having to hop over there and find that information. As long as all of your, your agreements and all of that are happening in a, in a formal way via email or, or in writing, however you do it, um, there is absolutely no reason why you can't be meeting these agents where they're at. And a lot of times that's via text, via Instagram, DM, um, you know, any, any number of social interactions. So um, just be aware that this generation prefers that over formal calls, over formal emails. 
there's some agents that we've worked with for a significant amount of time who I've never spoken to on the phone. Um, from the first interaction till their 10th inspection has all been text messages, Instagram DMs, and then obviously meeting them in person. Um, but just be aware, it is not a fault. Uh, regardless of your personal preference, when it comes to business, we have to turn that off. Um, not wanting to call and be on the phone is not a fault. It is a reality of the co of the consumer that we are uh, that we're working for. So we need to meet them where they're at. Um, and then my last one here for agents is flexible scheduling. Um, so I know lots of softwares allow you to schedule online. It has been absolutely incredible for us the amount of times I wake up in the morning and 2 a.m. inspection scheduled, uh, 12.30 p.m. or 12.30 a.m. inspection scheduled, and you wake up to these in the morning. Um, it's kind of exciting, gets you, go gets you going for the day. But offering an option um, that's flexible and fits within the the lifestyle and the and the work uh, the work style of your referring agents is incredibly important. So, um, you know, a, a lot of these agents are are doing deals late at night. Um, and again, I'm I'm generalizing in an our our experience, but I've had agents book inspections from their phone while at a bar. Um, it's just the reality of how business is done now, and and uh, they don't have to pull out laptops as often or go home and, and get on a computer. Um, and so they're scheduling inspections while they're just going through the course of, uh, of their normal rhythms and in life. Um, and so we need to be available as well. So there's, you know, there's lots of agents who exclusively schedule with us online. Um, there's lots that obviously, like we talked about text, Instagram, DM, things like that. Um, but allow flexibility in your scheduling, I would say, but also be honest and transparent with your scheduling. Nothing is worse than uh, selecting a time to, for a service online and then to find out the next morning when the real people show up uh, that that time doesn't work. So um, whether you use, um, you know, HomeGage, Spectora, whatever you use to do your online scheduling, ISN, um, make sure that it's accurate, uh, but then find ways to, to be creative, open up your schedule, be flexible, um, because agents want to know, and that's a lot of feedback we get is we say, hey, feel free to schedule online next time uh, if you're ever in a pinch and, you know, uh, want to just be able to like lock in a time. And the comment is always, well, is that, is that accurate? Am I just making a request? Um, and it's like, no, if, if that time is available, we will be there. If we have to move heaven and earth to get an inspector from point A to point B, we will do it. But if you book it, um, be confident in, in that scheduling and um, we want to make it flexible for you. So um, be available. Weekends, especially lots of business gets done on the weekends. Um, and it's really tempting to turn that phone off. But um, just depending on your business model, uh, that may be an unwise, unwise move. Of course, that was a little bit of the success we've had with, um, with agents along the way, um, how we've kind of built up that rapport um, as we go. I want to talk a little bit about the home buyers themselves. Um, so the home buyers uh, for the, for the, purpose of this webinar, we're going to talk about that millennial home buyer, that, that home buyer that's in like the 25 to 35 year old range. Um, because lots of times when you have a millennial or a younger agent, they're going to bring uh, millennial clients to you. So you have to understand, okay, we've kind of mastered the, the agent side of communication and scheduling and, and, and understanding. Now we need to work with our actual client. These are the people that are paying us, the people that are signing the agreements, the people that we're producing this service and this report for. Um, we need to understand them just as well um, as, as the lead source. So Here's some preferences that we found are, are prominent among this kind of like millennial generation. Um, and this comes from like stating the obvious all the way to like, hey, we've asked the questions, like what's important to you? Um, and these are the things that constantly come up. And because these are the things that constantly come up, this is what we mold our business around to make sure that we are flexible and available. So um, the first one tends to be transparent pricing. People want to know what they're paying for before they get to the very end of the process. Um, and again, this is our experience. I've met very successful home inspectors who are very good salespeople who are able to wait all the way to the end of the experience, drop a price on somebody. And they're so enamored by the service uh, and offerings and salesmanship that like the price doesn't even matter. Um, but what we found is that, um, you know, the clientele that we're working with are used to going back to the analogy of, you know, Amazon, DoorDash, things like that. Um, as they're selecting services, they're seeing the price right there. 
Um, this doesn't mean you have to publish your prices in you know black and white on your website because there's lots of variables, lots of modifiers that that affect price, and you don't want to set a bad expectation by saying, "Hey, every home inspection is 400 bucks," when in reality that you know only encompasses a home up to 1,200 square feet or whatever the case is. But you want to make sure your your pricing is transparent, and you know as, as somebody's like scrolling online looking, they're able to see. Um, and then constantly getting that feedback on, hey, we saw that you started booking an inspection and then didn't. What was the reason? Was it pricing related? Was it expectations? Um, and most of the time people will tell you, they're going to tell you, sorry, you're just more expensive. And sometimes that's okay. Um, but transparent pricing along the way uh, is something that this generation expects because they get it in every other aspect of their online uh, kind of interaction with services and products and things like that. Um, so again, our experience has worked really well to be transparent with that kind of thing. Online scheduling, we just talked about it from an agent's perspective, from a buyer's perspective, um, just as important. We have a ton of agents who don't schedule for their clients online, but they tell their clients, hey, this is the company I recommend. If you want to book them, they have a really nice online scheduling option. Um, and then the client will go and fill out all of that as well. Uh, and then we just kind of connect the dots, make sure that everything lines up, connect with the agent, make sure we have the information. Um, but having that online scheduling option, and again, making sure that your online scheduler or your availability, your forward-facing calendar is accurate, is absolutely key. Nothing is worse than booking a service and then getting a phone call the next morning and saying, actually, I can't fit you in at one, but I can fit you in at 10. It's like, no, nah, the client booked one o'clock for a reason. Um, and, and you need to honor that. So make sure that you're scheduling. If you're going to offer it online, make sure it is top-notch, it is accurate, um, and it reflects your, your real availability. Um, competence in, in smart home devices. So this is a little, uh, a little maybe controversial, depending on kind of if you're looking at it through the lens of SOP versus, um, you, you know, just due diligence. But what we found is uh, being properly trained on and knowledgeable in, in some of the more common smart home devices, such as like these crazy complex um, thermostats, there are, we've been doing inspections where the fridges are more complex than our phones sometimes. Um, understanding how those things work, allow you to not only like inspect them better um, and, and use them to operate systems that they control, um, but honestly, it just saves you from looking silly sometimes in, in front of these millennial home buyers. Uh, the amount of times we've walked into to scheduled inspections, home buyers there, we're the ones with you know the key we're getting in, alarm system goes off. I don't know how to turn it off. Nothing looks sillier than you know having to call around trying to shut off the alarm system. So understanding just the basics of how to operate, you know these these more smart home devices um, can really kind of set you apart. When somebody sees you like operate a piece of technology well and with confidence. Um, they generally just have uh, a deeper level of confidence in, in what you're offering them, even if it's completely unrelated to your experience in inspecting homes. Um, digital payment options. So this has become uh, huge for us. Um, we use uh, Spectora exclusively and we love it. Um, when the option to pass on uh, fees to the buyer became available uh, last year, I believe, um, we invested pretty heavily in, in marketing that we accept Zelle, um, as well as obviously cash and check and things of that nature. Um, and we found that the majority of our, of our clients pay via Zelle or other digital payment options. Um, so making those available um, is extremely important to this generation, um, making sure they understand. And, and to be honest, it's uh, some of the feedback we get is quite surprising is that they're surprised that like, wait a minute, you guys offer Zelle? Like I thought that was kind of, you know, uh, maybe not the term, but only what the cool kids did. Um, you know, that's how I pay my hairdresser. Like I didn't think I'd be able to pay Zelle to you guys. Um, just just had a call before this um, and the buyer asked, hey, so how do I pay? And before I even got like zzz out of my mouth, he's like, Zelle, perfect. I was hoping you would say Zelle. I'm going to send the payment over right away. Um, and we got the payment within, you know, 10 minutes, marked it as complete. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so understanding what digital payment options are, um, understanding how they affect the finances of your business, if they also include fees, things like that are important, uh, but offering those options uh, are extremely um, attractive to the, to the millennial home buyer. And then we've already, we touched on it quite a bit already, but mobile friendly communication, um, again, very short 
uh, attention spans as these generations go on. So understanding that, hey, when they send a text, lots of times they expect a text back pretty quickly. So, hey, I got a text at nine o'clock at night. I'm not going to wait until nine o'clock the next morning when my business, you know, quote unquote, opens uh, in order to text them back. I'm going to get back to them quickly um, in the places that I'm going to meet them where they're at, whether it's via text, Instagram, DM, uh, wherever. And I'm going to get back to them quickly. Even if my expectation is, hey, we would love to serve you. Here's a little bit of information. I'm going to shoot you some more information in the morning. Get back to them. Um, I'm sure uh, a lot of us work pretty closely with contractors. Um, and as we've seen, or at least what I've experienced, is there's some contractors that I'll text at three o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, I want your opinion on this. I found this at an inspection. I want to know how to better describe it to my client. Um, two days later, I'll get a text back. Hey, sorry, I was really busy. So were you really busy? Because you were probably on Instagram later that night. Um, it's just priorities. So make sure you're getting back to people on time and, and meeting people where they're at. Um, and then the introduction of technology into home inspections. Um, our inspection industry is just painted with a really broad and accurate brush as being dated, um, not very tech friendly. Uh, you know, just you know, a guy with a tape measure and a and a flashlight walking around a house poking stuff. Um, the reality is, is that you know, I think as a as an industry, um, uh, we're doing a good job of breaking out of that. Um, obviously, like organizations like Internachi is doing a great job of of kind of changing that image of what a home inspector is. Um, but we have to be aware that, hey, there's probably some things out there that one, enhance our uh, inspections offerings. I mean, we can charge more for it. Uh, they allow us to do a better job at the inspection, even if it's just adding it to our arsenal. Um, but three, you have to understand that people get impressed by, by cool tools, things that are outside the norm. Um, so some of those things for us personally, thermal imaging cameras, um, the amount of things that we catch with thermal that we wouldn't if we didn't have it is astounding on its own. So from a liability perspective, I absolutely love them. Um, but nothing's cooler than watching a buyer and an agent, um, you know, kind of sitting there at the kitchen table while you're doing the inspection, watching you scan ceilings, looking for temperature anomalies um, with a thermal camera. And you can, lots of times we hear them say, wow, like I've never seen that done before. That is so cool. And then they start asking, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Uh, how is that important to me? And what do I need to do when I move into this house to, to make sure that I'm looking out for the things that you're looking for right now? Um, so it's it's an impressive tool um, and something to, to take very seriously. Um, sewer camera is more of an add-on, more of a, like a revenue creation um, tool. But again, the amount of agents and buyers that see us doing sewer cameras and they're like, I, I, I paid for this because it sounded like something I needed, but I didn't really realize what it was until I watch you do it. Um, and, and watching them, you know, see the video played back and pointing things out um, is like, wow, this is so cool. I've never even heard of this. You know, some some buyers are like, I didn't even realize that's where my pipes went. Uh, nonetheless, they need to be inspected and looked at. So a really cool tool there. And then we use crawbots and drones, um, you know, appropriately uh, when we can't access foundations because of height restrictions, we can't get on roofs because of safety concerns. Using those tools in front of home buyers, um, again, you, primarily for the inspection, um, but it really does uh, present this level of wow. This company is like with the times, they're using the technology available to them to do a better job for me. Um, and we have gotten plenty of reviews that specifically mention, you know, I don't think anybody would have inspected this crawl space if it wasn't for them using this really cool robot. Um, and so uh, just be aware of the effect of those tools, use them to your advantage to, to bolster your inspection capability, but to also educate uh, home buyers uh, and honestly, wow, home buyers, because uh, they absolutely love it. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about uh, the success we've had with, with marketing to new agents, uh, this next generation of agents, a little bit about how we've marketed to and, and really impressed this next generation of home buyers. Um, want to touch just briefly on some success we've had in marketing and branding um, specifically targeted at um, this next generation of agents. So um, we touched on this a little bit already, but building an online presence, extremely important without an online presence. Um, I don't want to say you will fail because there are lots of great inspectors who've been doing this for way longer. Um, some that longer than I've been alive um, who have had no online presence and they've made a great career out of it. Um, and that is fantastic. 
but realistically looking forward, um, if we're going to continue to uh, redefine the image of a home inspector and, and who we're targeting and understanding this next generation of buyers and their agents, we need to build this online presence. And so we've talked about the power of Google reviews, talked about the power of looking, um, you know, maybe looking a little bigger than we actually are, that like professional image online, um, using social media um, to uh, do everything from, uh, you know, agents send us a lot of business. Uh, one of the one of the uh, coolest things we do on Instagram uh, is, you know, promote their their listings. Um, the majority of people that follow us are agents. And so if I'm promoting even just like a, hey, uh, this agent we work with has this new listing, go check it out. Um, I, I probably will never get an inspection from that. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Um, but what we've done there is we've cultivated that relationship with the agent. We've been to say, hey, I'm in your corner just as much as you're in mine. Um, and as a thank you for, you know, continuously sending us referrals, uh, I'd love to maybe, you know, make it a little easier for you to get a buyer on your listing. So um, using social media for more than just liking and commenting, you know, the little clappy hands on uh, agents posts, uh, the more you can do productive things with social media, the better. Um, I, I, I've always wanted to ask agents, uh, and I, I'll, I'll find the right forum at some point, uh, but when an agent posts under contract on Instagram, right, the amount of uh, you know, the amount of clap emojis or likes or you know congratulation messages that get sent by home inspection companies um, is probably comical, uh, and I don't lie, I do it myself, um, and and so just like be aware that like hey we are uh, we are cultivating a relationship. The relationship doesn't only exist when somebody goes under contract and ends after the inspection. Um, that relationship needs to continue. And there's lots of ways you can do that via social media. Um, but then specifically building a professional brand. Um, and so these are kind of four things that uh, we have used to cultivate our brand in general. So this doesn't just include our website. This doesn't just include our social media um, or, you know, habits, inspection types, templates, all that kind of stuff. Everything that we do, we try to like push through the lens of these four things. So the first one is remembering who your audience is. Um, that's what we've kind of talked about for the last hour, right? Um, uh, knowing who your audience is um, at the beginning of that inspection experience is extremely crucial. I'm going to have a much different conversation uh, in, in terms of, you know, competence level and things like that with a seasoned agent and a seasoned buyer um, than I am with an agent who's doing their maybe their third deal ever and has a first time home buyer. Um, the, the information will be the same. The presentation is going to be different. And so thinking about how do you apply that to not just like the inspection experience, but also like your website, your, your socials, things like that. How do you really integrate and capture um, your audience at all different levels is extremely important. Making it easy to contact you. Um, so again, I kind of referred earlier to uh, a local inspectors website who I was on. Um, and, you know, there was there was nothing there that said, this is my phone number. Um, it was a lot of like, this is how great I am. These are all the services I offer, which is awesome. Um, and honestly, I've been super guilty of that on, on our own website um, up until fairly frequent or fairly recently. Um, but making it extremely obvious and easy to contact you uh, will do wonders. So having that phone number that's hyperlinked, um, so when somebody touches it on their phone, it goes directly to their uh, to their uh, text message app. Uh, there's some cool stuff you can do, um, very easy to do, uh, to make it easy to contact you. You want every touch point to be, okay, I learned something. Oh, and also this is how I call them. This is how I text them. This is how I book online. Um, so make it easy for this generation to contact you uh, because if it's hard, they will move on. It, it is a move on um, type generation. Um, keep it simple and provide that call to action. So again, at every opportunity, uh, simplify what you're saying, walls and walls of text on any kind of forward facing media uh, or, or marketing is not good. So keep it simple, have a clear call to action. Um, again, been really guilty of this as we've grown ourselves. Uh, we've just seen like a lot of success in saying, hey, the biggest button on your screen when you're on our website and you're on our social is going to be a link to our online scheduler. Right below it, there's going to be a link to text us. And when those two options are presented uh, to this next generation of agents and buyers, your conversion rate is going to be much higher. And, and we won't go into SEO and all that kind of stuff, but keeping it simple, having a clear call to action is incredibly important. Um, and then the last one is, is I kind of call it like know your lane or stay in, I don't want to say stay in your lane, but know your lane, know your lane and dominate it. 
Um, so primarily as home inspectors, maybe as commercial inspectors, whatever we're doing, um, we tend to do that consistently um, and then reach here and reach there and try to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, the reality is, is that this next generation of agents and their buyers want things to be easy, want things to be simple and want to know that things are going to get done properly. And if you are doing one thing at 50%, one thing at 10%, and another thing at 5%, and then the rest of it's just, you know, who knows what's going to happen. That's not doing anybody any service. And so uh, if you are going to venture into the world of, you know, ancillary services, sewer cameras, mold testing, um, you know, commercial inspections, um, you know, uh, HUD inspections, things like that, know the lane really well and dominate it so that when they call you, you not only are able to provide an insane level of education um, to the agent and the buyer and say like, hey, not only do I know what I'm doing, but I can actually do it really well. They know that I don't have to call that other subcontractor to do this job that I've traditionally been calling for my entire real estate career. These guys can do it and they're good at it. And there's not going to be any gaps in the process or no dropped balls along the way. So know your lane, dominate it. Um, and every time you want to add something, just make sure that you're following that, um, following that principle. This is the last section, um, knowing the value of continuing education for buyers and agents. Um, it looks a little bit different for agents. Um, it's enticing to be able to offer uh, continuing education credits. Uh, so on understanding, you know, the needs of those agents and saying like, hey, if there's if there's an opportunity to not only educate you, but get you a credit that you need for your license, um, we want to be there as home inspectors. I think this is a missed opportunity. If you see how uh, real estate agents, especially young agents, are getting their credits currently, it's through lenders, it's through title. Um, it's through, you know, their own brokerages, things like that is a massive opportunity that I do not see a lot of home inspectors playing in. Um, and it's an opportunity to not only educate, but promote ourselves. Uh, and so uh, consider that um, for agents. Um, and then when it comes to buyers, uh, lots of times we think, hey, okay, we've done the inspection. We've educated the buyers on the results. Here's your report. We've got a lot of really good information. There's some links in here, that sort of stuff. Uh, we all know that uh, majority of buyers don't read half the report, nonetheless, the whole report. Um, so we need to, again, meet them where they're at and say, hey, Mr. Buyer, like really appreciate your business. Um, just want to let you know when you close, uh, we would love to come back and just teach you a little bit about how to maintain your home, um, how to better understand the property that you're buying, proactive maintenance down here in Florida. Uh, we need, we, we really want people to understand how to prepare for, you know, major weather events, things like that. Um, so consider offering a service like that, where it's like, Hey, we'll come out and do a first time home buyer class, or we'll come out and, you know, spend an hour showing you the features of your property, how to use them. Um, and obviously like staying in your lane, understanding what you're good at and not overreaching in those areas. Um, but also acknowledging that this is, uh, you know, a generation of agents and buyers who crave real learning. Um, there's so much learning done in this generation in little 10 second TikToks and reels um, that that needs so much more real, real education and explaining. So um, be that be that service, uh, you know, uh, create space in your business model um, to be able to continue to educate um, agents and their buyers long after the inspection. And you'd be you'd be very surprised how much continuing business that leads to. We have had so many um, neighbors of past clients call and say, hey, you did the inspection for my neighbor down the street and they had such a great experience. They actually taught me some things about how to uh, you know, manage my home. Uh, and I really want you to come out and do our insurance inspection or our 11 month builder warranty if it's a new build, things like that. So don't underestimate that, that little extra effort. Um, you, know, you can make money at it, which is great. Um, but just really be helpful. And to be honest, somebody that is is helpful is much less likely um, to come back at you. You know, it's if I'm the, the most helpful person in a real estate transaction and it turns out that I missed that one outlet that that doesn't work or whatever the case may be, um, that home buyer is much less uh, likely to come back and say, hey, you you missed something, you know, whatever the case may be, um, when you're the person who has kind of guided them uh, through that that home ownership. Uh, journey. So just consider those things. It's some success we found. Um, so again, kind of just recapping everything. Uh, this is These are things that we have found to be very successful uh, in our business. 
um, it has led to, uh, you know, uh, creating a great team, um, creating a great referral network, having some awesome uh, clients along the way who we've really been able to bond with and, and, and get repeat business from. Um, but ultimately it all comes down to kind of like understanding your, your clientele. And if a, if a significant piece of your clientele is this next generation of agents and buyers, uh, it's extremely important that you meet them where they're at. Um, you know what they expect, you know, um, you know, kind of where, where, where to touch, where to have touch points and where to kind of stay away from. Um, and it'll just do really, really cool things for your business. So, um, again, I, I really hope that this was encouragement for those of you who are, you know, hustling to do these kind of things. Um, if, if you're kind of on the edge, you're like, ah, that seems like a lot of work to do, you know, like Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It is, it, it's, it takes time and effort. Um, but it, it's more than worth it um, for uh, kind of securing the future of your business and in this industry in general. So um, really appreciate everybody's time. Um, I know uh, we kind of may have gone a little bit over. Oh, perfect, great right on time. But I think there's a few questions. So I'll kind of leave it up to AJ. I think maybe you're going to read off some of those questions or, or even just make it available. So Fred in the chat a little while ago, I just made mention of something I definitely agree with, you know, being that one-stop shop, uh, extremely important. The, the amount of business we get um, by not having to refer something out is absolutely incredible. So um, yeah, appreciate that, Fred. That's 100%, 100%.